Good morning. It is time to get up with the light beginning to shine on the future. For Aaron Rodgers, it's developing as we speak. Don't miss the very latest. Meanwhile, teams continue their car shopping. We'll tell you why he needs to get driven off the lot as soon as today before this thing takes a wrong turn. Plus, sneaky big news on another star quarterback. Could the biggest shakeup of all come in a place you hadn't even considered yet? We've got all your answers. As we get up with you starting right hey. now, we are ready to Fired up and having some fun. I could get used to this with McNutt every single day. Monica, alongside noted Laker fan Chris Canty is here and not in a good mood. We'll show you why in a second, and that's not all. Jeff Darlington's breaking some stories. Nico's ready to break some helmets. Let's get this thing rolling this morning. But we'll start with the LeBronless Lakers playing the game of the night last night against the Grizzlies. As they, oh, you see LeBron in that boot. That's a tough sight. Four minutes to go. We're tied in 75, so the Lakers are hanging in there. But Monica, how about John? Ja Morant. Demetrius is what they call him. I mean, he had an incredible third quarter. It sets records in the Grizzlies history books. I mean, he's just undeniable. Greeny, the Grizzlies had 86 points in the paint in this ballgame. Mm. So much from Ja. Morant had 28 in the third fight. quarter alone. Although he's reckless with the body, but he was okay. Now, Chris Canty, avert your eyes. Fourth quarter, Uh-oh. Grizzlies a 12-point lead. They're in transition. And watch Jaron Jackson off the miss. Chris! Yeah, and oh, D needs no. to avert his eyes, but you can see he looked back at <laughs> oh, real quick. No. He started coming. There was nothing he could do about it. Oh, look out no. below. That's a bad look for AD. He needs some milk. AD had a good game. We can't blame this one on him. He had 28 points, 19, 19 rebounds. Yeah. Kept the Lakers in there, but in the end, it was too much from the Grizz. Well, the Grizzlies also need to get right, right? They've not been able to close important games down the stretch, and as much as the Lakers are struggling to figure it out, if the Grizzlies are serious about their postseason aspirations, the time is now. And that's not just on the court, but also to cut out the nonsense off the court. Look at Ja flying through the air. He finished with 39 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Grizzlies get the win. Well, we don't want to go home early. I mean, so, um, but what I don't want is him to rush back really early. I want him to get completely right and healthy um, before he step on the floor. Like I said, it's on it's on us, other guys in the locker room to, to step up and um, continue to win basketball games and let him take care of what he needs to take care of. And when he comes back, uh, you know, we're able to start rolling again. All right, so the Lakers fall to 5-10 and ten without LeBron in the lineup this season. It becomes increasingly difficult to picture them getting anything done now in his absence. They play OKC tonight, then they've got the five at home, which as you see, include games against Golden State and the Red Hot Knicks. They're currently one game out of the final play-in spot. We'll see if and when LeBron is able to return. Now to the NFL and the huge story. Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst speaking with reporters yesterday about his team's quarterback situation. He did not go as far as he did in previous sessions when asked whether he wanted Aaron Rodgers back for this coming year. Just listen to this exchange. There's been some contact back and forth. Um, Obviously, he's he's had some things on his plate, uh, but hopefully those things will happen soon. Do you want him back as the quarterback of the Packers? Yeah, I think you know th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. Obviously, we know the kind of player that Aaron is, and you know once we had those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. 
Did you hear that? <laughs> Did you hear the man being asked if he wants Aaron Rodgers back as his quarterback and saying we have to see if it's the right fit? Now, you're a newly married man, relatively yeah. newly. Chris, let me tell you something. If after 18 years you've been married and someone says to you, do you want to remain married to your wife? And you say, I don't know. We'll have to see if it's the right fit. You're on your way to not being married anymore, right? No doubt about it. Anything other than <laughs> yes to that question is no, which is why for the first time in a long time, I think that the Green Bay Packers front office is open to considering life without Aaron Rodgers. You remember the last couple of off seasons that the Packers brass was traveling all over the country, chasing after Aaron Rodgers, trying to sit down to him and apologize for what they did in drafting Jordan Love in 2020, so much so that they gave him a contract extension last year, three years at $50 million per. They're singing a different tune now. And if you listen to what GM Brian Gutekunst said about Jordan Love, it sounds like they're ready to give him an opportunity to play because that's the next step in his development. So now it's about the two sides huddling up to find the best destination for Rodgers in the team that Green Bay can extract maximum value from in a trade. So, Jeff Darlington, you're a reporter. I'm just a talk show host and obviously a fan. I want to make sure I'm not over. You and I were together when we started getting word of these comments yesterday, but now that we've seen them and heard right. them in the light of day, am I overreacting to this? I find it remarkable Maybe not remarkable. I find it very telling what he said and didn't say yesterday. You are not overreacting. Publicly and privately, the vibe is the same. And that is that no longer does it feel like the Packers are simply going to kiss the ring of Aaron Rodgers and say, we need you back. we got to have you back. It, it is no longer that tone. It is, if you want to be a part of this organization, you need to call us. You need to commit. You need to show us that that is going to be the case. And that is a very different tone. And that is, by the way, problematic if, in fact, you do want Aaron Rodgers back. Because now we have, we're talking about two egos here. One person who's a franchise quarterback and, and who believes that he has done uh, a great deal for this organization. And another in a person who is overseeing an organization he believes is bigger than any one player. So unless these two sides do decide, if one of them decides we need to keep this going, it feels headed in a very direct, very uh, clear direction, and that is the idea of considering Aaron Rodgers departing the Green Bay Packers. All right, Nico, you, you, you see all. I mean, you're, you're a person who obviously always sees the future long before it happens. It's one of your many gifts. So you tell me, what happens? You've heard the comments. We're waiting for Rodgers. He's, he said something on some podcast after coming out of the dark. We're waiting to hear of that. when that drops today, exactly what it is that he said, if anything. So what is about to happen here right now, Nico, Aaron Rodgers, Packers, et cetera? Aaron Rodgers will not be a Green Bay Packer this, this season coming up. And, and I say that because from an outsider, outside of this the whole situation, I'm sick and tired of Aaron Rodgers and the whole process. So imagine being the team. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is upset. He doesn't have control over some personnel. Well, we'll give him some control. Okay, there's one. Oh, Aaron Rodgers feels like he drafted love uh, in the first round, so you need to show me the love. Give him a big contract. Oh, we'll guarantee you uh, $100 million, $50 million a year, whatever. He's going to make a lot of money. We've done that. We've tried to make you happy in that sense. And every single year, it's the same exact thing. So if you are inside that organization, if you are a GM, if you are trying to make decisions here for free agency, for the draft, you are sick and tired of being sick and tired about wondering if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there come OTAs, come minicamp, come the offseason. So with that being said, 
That interview was loud and clear. It could have been a simple, yes, he's our quarterback, but no, that's not the answer. They are sick and tired of it. They're, they're, they're over it, like most of us. So I feel like they're going to move on. They're going to try and get the most they can from Aaron Rodgers. And maybe, Greeny, maybe, just maybe, you as a Jets fan will have some hope and have a quarterback this year with the New York Jets. <laughs> All right, so look, I mean, I'm doing the best I can just to try and keep this together here, okay? My wife said to me, don't get your hopes up. Too late, they're up. So you tell me, Chris Canty, you tell me what makes the most sense. If you're Rodgers and your decision that you came to in the dark room is that you want to continue playing and – you're hearing the same stuff that he's that we're all hearing yeah. from all this from the Packers and everything. What do you want to happen now? What are you doing if you're Rodgers? Where uh, do I you want to go? Outside of wanting to play next year because of the $60 million, you want to contend for a championship, right. right? That's the only reason you would play in your age 40 season. Do you think that you have a best shot at doing that in Green Bay? I don't know if he does, Greeny, and I know a lot of people so say and look at the division. I think you're looking at some place in the AFC because the Packers would be more amenable to making that trade. Maybe it's the Miami Dolphins because they're slow walking what's going on with Tua. No. The New York Jets yeah, ding, ding, because ding. they have a championship defense. Right. And the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think all of those are potential destinations for Rodgers in terms of being able to have the requisite pieces for him to contend at a championship level. But one thing that Brian Gutekunst said yesterday that was telling to me, was when he said last year certainly impacted or adjusted their thinking a little bit when it came to their team he because did. of how much of a disappointment it was. The 3-6 and six start, but more importantly, Week 18 at Lambeau Field, winning in situation against a division rival that had nothing to play for, and your offense put up only 16 points. Gee, I've been saying it all year. The Packers are closer to a rebuild than a championship. I think the organization is finally starting to wrap their minds around it. And that opens the door for Aaron Rodgers to go elsewhere. Where, where does the world think this is going, Jeff? You're, you're obviously talking to everyone. The whole world is at the Combine right uh, now. Yeah. So they're all kind of mixing it up. What do you think? You know, I, 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 let me just give you this quick analogy. I, I remember a few years ago on this show, we discussed the, the looming departure of Tom Brady from the Patriots. And one of mm -hmm. the things people couldn't understand about him leaving was that eventually Tom Brady and Bill Belichick would meet and they would discuss things, and Belichick would lay out his plan for the future, and Tom would say what he felt like he needed. That was never going to happen. It was never in the cards. Both sides were done. They were done with each other, and that meeting never did ultimately happen. I understand Tom was a free agent at this point. It's a little bit different because Aaron Rodgers is not. But it does feel like we are now at that point where both sides are sitting here saying, do we really need to meet? Do we really even need to talk about this? All it's going to take is one side to finally decide, hey, I'll say it, we're done. And it feels like we're headed in that direction. It's not inevitable, but it certainly feels like that is the road that we're currently on. I, I think that's an excellent way to sum up the situation. And then there is the very real uh, piece of this, which is that I think both sides are very concerned about the public perception. Neither one wants to be the one that ends it. They want the other side to be the one that ends it. So where does that head from here? Let me pause on that thought because there are so many other pieces of this quarterback carousel that are spinning as we speak. Uh, like the teams that are interested in Rodgers, should they go car shopping instead of waiting on Rodgers to make a decision. The clock is ticking. Is it possible that the Jets general manager dropped a big hint yesterday? You've got to hear it coming up next. Plus, sneaky big news on Tua's future in Miami. Should the Dolphins be on the verge of making a huge change? We'll tell you a star quarterback who could be a perfect fit in South Florida. Oh, we're rolling. It's Get Up on ESPN.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Get Up is brought to you by The Mandalorian, now streaming new episodes Wednesdays only on Disney+. Plus. All right, so we've been talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation, and where does all this leave Derek Carr? Well, we know that the Jets, among other teams, have been all in for a quarterback, and yesterday at the Combine, their general manager, Joe Douglas, spoke for the first time since the team met with Carr, and he had a lot of praise for the former Raiders QB. Listen. He left a strong impression with everybody, and so um, obviously we're going to be exploring the, the veteran quarterback market this offseason, and we're going to look at every available option. When it's time to make the right decision, when everyone goes through their process, we're going to make the best decision for the Jets. Look, I think it's hard to put an exact timetable. I think, I think everybody would like it done sooner rather than later, but everyone has their own process. Okay, so that, <laughs> you know why I'm laughing, Jim. No, I don't. Because the right time to make the decision is the time when he knows exactly what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Right. That, that's what they're waiting exactly. on, right? We're, we're going to play out the string and figure out what number 12 in Green Bay wants to do, whether it's finish his career with the Packers or go elsewhere. And, but as long as Aaron Rodgers is an option, the Jets are going to stay non-committal on Derek Carr or any other veteran quarterback that's in the marketplace. 100% understood, and I completely agree with you. 
Everyone should be on board with that plan, except one person, and that's Derek Carr, right? If you're Derek Carr, where does this leave you? I mean, like, when, when Joe Douglas talks about the right time, like, free agency and all that stuff technically starts on March 15th. But I want to make sure all the fans are aware. Derek Carr was released. He is a free agent. He could sign somewhere in the next 15 minutes if a team decided they wanted to. So what is his timetable in all this, Jeff? He's obviously not waiting for Aaron Rodgers on purpose. So where does this leave him? No. But that, Greeny, was the best news that Joe Douglas could have ever gotten was when Derek Carr was like, I'm going to take my time and be methodical about this process. Joe Douglas was like, yes, yes, please. Take your time. Take all the time that you possibly need. And that is the reality of this. But we're no longer in that window. Now we've got free agency staring down all of us. We are within, uh, right now, what, two weeks exactly? March yeah. 13th is when two weeks today, that yeah. tampering period opens. March 15th mm-hmm. is the trade window. So Derek Carr does need to kind of settle down, go into his own maybe darkness retreat, and come out with his decision. It is getting to be that moment for Derek Carr. But again, we're feeling that way about Aaron Rodgers too. So if I'm the Jets, by the way, I start to try to leverage these things against each other. Maybe call the Packers and say, hey, look, you've got until this time to figure it out. I understand what you're saying, Grinny. You're going to wait. But maybe you just make that faux deadline up. Say, we got to go with Derek Carr, if not Aaron Rodgers, because – Everybody in this situation is going to be in a staring contest very soon. Somebody's going to have to pull the trigger on something, whether it's Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, or the New York Jets. I mean, you're exactly right. All of that is happening literally as we speak. So, Ninko, talk to me from, from the perspective of a defensive player. I think we all understand at his best how good Aaron Rodgers is, basically as good as anyone that ever lived. How good is Derek Carr? <laughs> Sorry, I almost choked. Um, I, how good is Derek Carr? I, I Listen, Derek Carr lost his starting job with a team that paid him a ton of money. And when you look at Derek Carr's career, okay, so he's 63-79 and 79 as a starting quarterback. He's thrown 99 interceptions. He's thrown 28 interceptions in the last two seasons. He's fumbled the football 80 times in his career. So, listen, if I'm going to give – 35 plus million dollars a year and handcuff myself to the goalpost for the next four to five years. I don't think I want to go with Carr. I really don't. And I know he can be good at times, but there's a reason why the team that drafted him and paid him all that money decided to cut him and release him and let him go. So I would be cautious if I was going to spend that money. The guaranteed money is going to be north of $100 million, especially with a quarterback right now. So we've seen quarterbacks and teams in the past pay too much for a quarterback. Then they're in trouble with that, that decision. So if you're the Jets and you're in a win-now type atmosphere with a great defense and you know all you need is that one piece, you do whatever you, whatever you can to go get Aaron Rodgers and you're very cautious with signing Carr to a big contract. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I don't know if I can look at any decision that the Raiders make as an indictment on the player, right? Because they are the model for dysfunction. And Derek Carr has made four Pro Bowls since 2015. And although he, he did didn't look start. Like he took, can't, can't although he did he look at, like he took a step he. back last year. Come on. You, you have to look at what no, happened no. two years ago with the interim head coach and Rich Passaccia because of the John Gruden mess, the Henry Ruggs tragedy. In all of that, he found a way to shepherd this franchise to a playoff spot. I don't know if we 
know what kind of quarterback Derek Carr is definitively, much in the same way we didn't know how good Matt Stafford was when he was in Detroit. There was a reason why Stafford didn't win playoff no. games in Detroit. He was with the Detroit Lions. So you, let's see what happens with Derek Carr once he gets with the team that has a better supporting cast than <laughs> anything that's been with him when he's been with the Las Vegas Raiders. Go ahead, Nate. First of all, he made the Pro Bowl this year as a non-starter, which it should be – that should just veto and, like, <sighs> that should just okay. – the whole Pro Bowl voting is – we all know the Pro Bowl voting. There's guys that are in the Pro Bowl that had two sacks on the season, didn't even start. So yeah. that's, that happens sometimes. On the flip side of it, Stafford, if you took the statistics of Stafford and the statistics of Carr, Stafford was a much better throwing quarterback, more arm strength, more accuracy. So that's that's a hard comparison to me. I don't I don't compare Stafford and Carr at all. Like Carr well, well, was in a situation. It's the comparison yes, from the standpoint, Nico. We don't know if they can have postseason success. That's where the comparison is. There were questions about whether or not Matt Stafford could win in the postseason until he got with a team and a coach that could win in the postseason. If you look at Matt Stafford with the New York Jets, a championship-caliber defense, the Jets' defense was top five in yards and points last year. Derek Carr has never had a top-ten defense in his entire career. So all I'm simply saying is if you put him in the right situation – not only are you talking about that team being a playoff team, but you're talking about them being a contender. You think that. I mean, let's be clear, because I, I, I have to admit, I'm sort of closer to, look, I want to be enthusiastic about it if it's what, what winds up happening. So I don't want to paint myself into a corner. Yeah. But I'm a little closer <laughs> to Nico in this conversation than sure. I am to you in this. I'm, I'm I really, quite, look, he also does not play well in the cold, outdoors, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a limited sample size, but it is what it is. You believe that with a good team around him, Derek yeah. Carr can be the guy to take you over the top. Yeah, and here's the thing. Derek Carr is over when the temperature is below 40 degrees or right. something like that. The Jets didn't have any games that kicked off that were below 40 degrees last right. year. So there's that part of it. But, yeah, I do think that Derek Carr can help the Jets be, go on a deep playoff run, but I'm with you. Aaron Rodgers is a much better option. The only question is, will he bestow his good graces on that franchise. All right, let me leave it there for the moment. We have much more on all this as we go. Obviously, the combine is underway. All the wheeling and dealing has begun, but we got to show you the best team in sports by far. Continuing to get it done, the Bruins visiting the Flames Boston in search of its eighth straight win. Pick it up in the third, ten and a half minutes to play. Bruins, a costly turnover in their own zone, and it's Jonathan Huberdo, the pinball into the net. Calgary takes a 3-2 lead on Huberdo's 12th of the year, under six minutes to go in the third. Bruins, power play, looking for an opportunity. Pavel Zaka, he shoots and scores. His 15th of the year, we're all tied at three. To overtime we go, under 10 seconds remaining. Brad Marchand is going to win one in the corner, and ultimately it's Charlie McAvoy, the overtime hero in a game in which they were outshot 57-20. to The Bruins win again their season high, eighth straight win. 4-3 in overtime, and the celebration is on. Eight straight wins marking the longest active streak in the NHL and the Bruins' longest since 2019. With 22 games to go, Boston is on pace to finish with 64 wins and 135 points. Both of those would be the best in the history of the NHL. All right, as we continue, dysfunction in Dallas. Kyrie, Luca, the partnership not exactly clicking on all cylinders. Is it time to panic? We'll show you why. Coming up next, plus KD's big debut just hours away. Do the Suns become the best team in the NBA starting tonight? We'll answer that question right after this. It's Get Up on ESPN.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are back on Get Up. What a game last night. Kyrie Irving and the Mavericks hosting the Pacers. Monica McNutt, fourth quarter. Mavs were down 12, but Kyrie trying to bring them back. I mean, this is what you expect from Kyrie in terms of the wizardry. Expect is strong, but we know he's capable of it. That was a big-time basket. He had just 16 last night. Meanwhile, Luka looked awfully good doing it inside and out. He had 39. Luka's the combination of size and speed, and if you think Luka plays dad ball, like, actually, he's explosive, and you have to contend with his control of pace. I can't, my dad never played like that, I'll tell you that. Again, he had 39. Under a minute to go, Mavericks down, just down two. Doncic looking for Reggie Bullock. He can't knock it down. Doncic getting the rebound, kicks it to Kyrie, but that's rejected, and he's frustrated. That is a tough, executed play down the stretch. I mean, Kyrie went into the trees. I mean, Pacers got size in the back. Final seconds down two. Who should take the shot? I would be looking for Luka. That's not what they did. Mm-hmm. Luca's in the corner. Kyrie looking for the three and the win, and he can't get it to go. They lose their fifth in their last six games. Again, it's Kyrie with the last shot, and it doesn't go. Really want to win here. Uh, really put a lot of pressure on myself at times. Um, I think I need to scale it back a little bit just because of the second half of the season. Just feeling like we got to be great every single possession. For us, I just got to focus on um, being the best that I can be and showing up for not only Luca but for my teammates. But for what it's worth, and Wendy is with us, Brian Windhorst as well. And Wendy, I'll start with you. It was a night where uh, Luca had it working. Kyrie did not. He was actually 0 for 4 from 3 last night. But once again, it's Kyrie with the ball in his hands at the very finish. What do we think of what we're seeing so far in Dallas? 
Yeah, so they're one and four when they've played together. Um, and there's been three of those games have come down to the last possession, and, and none of them have worked. And certainly you can focus on that, and the Mavericks are going to have to get better at it. But I'm going to focus on the overall, and that's that this team defensively is as bad as we thought they were going to be, and offensively is not has been as good as we thought they were going to be. This is a game against the Indiana Pacers. That is a non-playoff team that has not been playing well over the last six weeks. They scored 70 points in the first half on the road in Dallas and then shot 65% in the third quarter. The Mavericks actually held them to three points in the last six minutes, which is what happens against bad teams, and still lost this game. So the issue when Kyrie says he's feeling the pressure, they're feeling the pressure to score every possession because they can't get stops on the defensive end. And ultimately, that is the challenge with this Dallas team. Do they, can they find enough defense to let Kyrie and Luka win it for them? And so far, the answer has generally been no. Now look, for those of us who play like fantasy basketball or any of that sort of thing, I mean, Luca and Kyrie are a dream fantasy pairing. Wise. But yep. on the floor, Monica, I mean, I'm going to ask you as simply as I can. Does it work? I think it does work, but you don't have the pieces around it to allow it to work as well as it should be. I mean, I would echo what Wendy has to say. As soon as this trade went down, the first thought was like, hmm, okay, so who's going to stop every three in the NBA that every team has that's typically, you know, a three and D kind of guy? And so that's what you're seeing. If you just ask me about offense, yes, this works. Luka played alongside Jalen Brunson, who was fine, deferring. He was terrific. Kyrie has played alongside a number of, of stars. They've been able to make it work fine. It's terrific. But there's so much pressure on them on the offensive end. I think the White Pile does as best he can, but you can't have one guy that is hanging his hat on the defensive end. Everybody else has to get involved. And those two in particular are tasked with stopping their counterparts on the other end, and they just haven't been able to do that. It's a very busy day in the NBA right now. And, and before I move on to the next thing I want to talk about, if we could just take the one, the shot of this again. I can't be the only one who's distracted <laughs> yes! by this. Thank you, Greedy. Um, <laughs> Wendy, is that a, a painting of a lion on the wall behind you? <laughs> what, what is going on here? Yes. Yes, thank you. I travel with lion paintings to, you know, you know get me ready for the day. I, am, I appreciate it. Listen, when you're on the road, um, you know, your, your environments are always changing, and I am now feeling very aggressive. For some reason, I woke up feeling very aggressive. <laughs> you got the heart of a lion, Wendy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I just wanted to clarify that this is not your house. Because if that, that would, no, I, I am on the road. I'm, just, I'm standing here looking at it, I'm and I'm so thinking, I can't be the only out. one who is distracted by the painting of a lion over Wendy's shoulder. Greeny, make me an offer. I'll put it in my okay. suitcase. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic here, and that would be Kevin Durant, who will make his son's debut tonight against the Hornets. That, I believe, is actually where Wendy is, in a hotel room in Charlotte. Uh, Durant has been out with an MCL sprain since January 8th. Yesterday, he talked to reporters about his return. Well, I know it ain't going to be that smooth. I know I'm, it's going to take me some time to get used to everything early on, but as far as just having fun and just getting lost in the game, I'm looking forward to doing that again. So, uh, I mean, I'm going to ask this question as simply as I can. Do the Phoenix Suns, Monica, become the best team in the NBA starting today? I would put the Phoenix Suns behind the Denver Nuggets and behind the Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics. But other than that, yes, I think this is a team that is going to be without question formidable. In fact, I thought that sound was a little bit humble. Yes, basketball, it takes a minute, but it's not as if these guys are complete strangers. Katie has familiarity with Monty Williams from his days in OKC. He's been an Olympic medalist, gold medalist teammate alongside Devin Booker and Chris Paul. So, yes, it is a new system, but a guy with his basketball IQ, he's been sitting, along, sitting on the bench for the past 
past three games has been in practice, I think it's going to go a little bit better than that sound may have hinted to. You were there uh, with them at practice and all that, Wendy. What are you hearing from these guys? Yeah, so I would say Monica's right. They are trying to be humble. And being with this team several times in the last week, Chris Paul's trying to stay humble. Devin Booker is trying to stay monotone as he prefers. But the truth is, there's a lot of excitement around this team. Mm -hmm. Now, Durant has had this injury midseason twice before. He knows how to come back from it. He has had several long practices. For the last couple of weeks, he hasn't even felt pain in his knee. They have spent a lot of time in the last week at long practices going over end-of-game situations. Exactly what Kyrie and Luke are struggling with, the Suns have put in a lot of preparation work to get ready for this. So it doesn't mean it's going to go smoothly, but I think they're much better prepared and much more secretly excited about how this is going to be unveiled starting tonight. And then... The big one, Sunday at Dallas to finish this current Suns road trip. That's where I think they really want to be, uh, you know, gunning towards in this first week. I had the Phoenix OKC game last Friday with J.J. R.J. and Ryan Rucco was with us. Uh, I asked Devin Booker postgame, can you give us a hint of how things have gone in practice? And he basically was like, you know, everybody knows what this guy is capable of in terms of Kevin Durant. But he did one thing he said that kind of caught my attention. He said, we're going to play with a whole lot of space. Space is a Hooper's dream. Now, we may see some more adjustments on the defensive end, but offensively, there's going to be so much room for so many activities on the basketball court. So I'm excited to see these But guys to be action. clear, I mean, when I asked you the question, you still like Denver better than them. You still think push comes to shove, the Nuggets remain the best team in the West? Right now. I, that is subject to change. Well, how about Quickly. as of tonight, when KD starts playing with them? I'm still going to go Denver because this is game one. But honestly, Greeny, give me like five games depending on how tonight goes. I don't think it's going to take much. Okay, well, they got 20 games-ish in order to get this thing put together. Meanwhile, let me run the floor through some of the other action around the NBA last night. Begins in L.A. The Clippers are now 0-3 since they got Russell Westbrook. Anthony Edwards had 18, and the Timberwolves beat L.A. 108-101. Westbrook finished with 14 points and 10 assists. Elsewhere in San Francisco, Warriors fell behind 23 points early, then came storming back and beat Portland 123-105. Jordan Poole led the way with 29. They outscored the Blazers by 35 points in the second half. In Milwaukee, Giannis back in the lineup after hurting himself last week. He dunked all over the Nets. Giannis had 33 points and 15 rebounds uh, as the Bucs won their 15th straight game. They won it by 14 points. Before the win streak, the Bucs were five and a half games back of Boston. Milwaukee now a half a game up on the Celtics for the top spot in the East. And as you can see, our analytics say that it is a two-horse race for the one seed. And I'm headed up to Boston uh, right after we finish up the show today. You know, today is all access. We're going to be all over the Celtics today. You'll see a lot of um, insightful interviews and all, all kinds of insider stuff that you don't normally get in advance of the game tonight with Boston and Cleveland, which I'm really looking forward to. But, Wendy, I'll start with you. The Celtics have hit a, a tiny little bit by their standards of a lull. Milwaukee has passed them. Where do we sit right now in the East Conference? Yeah, and this is a big game because the, the, the Celtics are pretty much taking care of all their business this year in the Eastern Conference. They're 4-1 and one against the Bucks and 76ers, but they're 0-2 against the Cavs, and they lost already once at home. And right now, the Cavs are in the 4C. That's a potential playoff matchup. So the Celtics would like to, to send a message to Cleveland, and I think they'd like to reclaim first place in the Eastern Conference. I don't think that's super important on March 1st, but let's keep in mind that when the Bucs and Celtics played in the playoffs last year, it was a seven-game series where Game 7 was in Boston. It was pretty important to have home court. So Jalen Brown, who missed Monday's game due to personal reasons in New York, that was a rough game uh, for the Celtics. Jason Tatum ejected 
for the first time in his career. Al Horford didn't play in that game. They get their whole team back tonight at home, looking to, in a get-well game against a team they haven't beaten. I expect that you will see a more focused and reinvigorated Celtics team tonight. You know, he, he makes me think of this, and Wendy and I were talking about this this morning. Uh, the Celtics and Bucks look like they are clearly the two best in the East. Mm-hmm. Do you think it comes down to home court? I mean, if, if they're, that's a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals, does it come down to where that game is being played? Only because Joe Mazzulla is still an unknown entity in the postseason, I think it's going to come down to coaching more than location. Mm, okay, interesting. Something to keep an eye on. Obviously, Coach Bud with a lot of experience in Boston. Wendy, take care of the painting. We'll come back to you <laughs> as the morning continues. <laughs> Meanwhile, as I mentioned, we'll be in Boston tonight. Our doubleheader starts with the Celtics taking on uh, the Cavs at 7.30 Eastern. Then you see Damian Lillard and the Blazers hosting the Pelicans. Uh, we will start your night from the court in Boston with NBA Countdown tonight, 7 Eastern. Coming up, sneaky big news on another star quarterback. Could the big Biggest shakeup of all come in a place you haven't even considered yet. We'll do that as we roar forward on a very interesting morning. It's Get Up on ESPN. We'll be right back. We ain't lying. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We're back on Get Up. So all kinds of things happen at the Combine. Listen to the Bucks general manager, Jason Light, asked if he's leaving the door open again for Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I said I'd leave a desk lamp on before. Uh, last year I said I'd leave a light on. Maybe it's a flashlight. I don't know. All right, so we're pretty much we're confident. Just before I go, we're confident, right, Jeff? We're not going to get another one of these selection yes. Sunday uh, bombs from uh, from Tom Brady that he's coming back. Yes, Green, Greeny. Jason Light was the one last year. I'm telling you, who was kind of like, man, I don't think he's done. He was the only guy who was on that wagon, and uh, and he was right. This time around, he also knows Tom Brady is done. Right, fair enough. Nico, you're on the text chain there, obviously, with Tommy. Uh, no, nothing doing, right? No, no need to leave a light on? I, I think the, the reflection on the beach, that, that was final. I think that was it. <laughs> it was the emotional day. Tom hanging him up. Okay, let, let's move on to a, another quarterback. Let's play a game called What If. All right, we're talking about Lamar Jackson here, who may very well have taken his last snap in Baltimore. Chris Canty. What if Lamar Jackson goes to the Jets? What would that make them? Oh, the Jets will be perennial contenders for the next eight to ten years. And the reason why is because their quarterback 
can play at an MVP caliber level. We've seen Lamar be a unanimous MVP. Ain't been a whole lot of those in the National Football League. And you're talking about a team that's starved for offense. The Jets were 7-10 last year. If they had just scored league average in their losses, 21 points, they would have been 12-5 and five last year and been in the postseason. Lamar Jackson most certainly does that for this team. How about the Falcons, Jeff? What if Lamar goes to Atlanta? Then what? I don't, I don't know that the Falcons are really ready for that. I, look, I, could it be a possibility? Certainly. It feels like one of those teams that would be in the mix, uh, especially to offer up the two first-round picks and maybe a big contract. But ultimately, I just can't wrap my head around that team being quite the contender. Yes, they have offensive weapons. Yes, they have Arthur Smith, a really smart head coach. But are they there yet? I don't think so. Well, let's talk about a team that maybe people aren't thinking. Hey, Ninko, what if he went to Miami? Well, that would be very interesting. It's nice and warm down there. I, I think <laughs> that they would definitely be contenders. Everyone would have them as the division champs and win the in, Super the, Bowl. in the playoffs and AFC, AFC uh, champs, and they're going to the Super Bowl. But Lamar has to Correct. play 17 games. If he, if he does not stay healthy, they're right back to where they are right now, which is a big question mark. Well, so that brings us to some sneaky big news coming out of South Florida, okay? The Dolphins have to decide whether or not to pick up Tua Tungavailoa's fifth-year option this offseason. The deadline to do that is May 1st. And while speaking at the Combine yesterday, their coach Mike McDaniel said the plan is to wait until closer to that deadline. Listen to this. We probably best serve to utilize the time that's kind of um, – uh, the, the way we're approaching it, but that doesn't mean that we're s spending any long period of time not discussing it. This is something that uh, Chris and I have been working through and will continue to work through. Okay, what did he just say? Like, what, 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 what was that? We're not, we, we're waiting the time. We think it's a good idea to wait the time, but we're not spending any time and we're going to work through it. What did he just say? He just told us that we're not sure about our quarterback right. based on the health factor and that we're going to do our due diligence and see what else is out there to be had in the marketplace. Their only reason why they're not exercising to his fifth-year option immediately is because they're not sold on him. When you know you have a franchise quarterback, a guy that you can trust that's going to be that healthy doesn't... and available and help you contend at a championship level – you don't waste time locking them up because it only gets more expensive. You pay franchise quarterbacks sooner rather than later. If you don't believe me, just ask the Baltimore Ravens and what they're going through with Lamar. Mm -hmm. The fact that they don't want to exercise the fifth-year option, that they want to take their time and run this all the way up to May, is because they want to see what else is available this offseason and whether or not they can solidify the quarterback position and not have as much uncertainty with their guy going into the season. Yeah, to be clear, Chris, I, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. It's not about how he plays when he plays. No. It's about when, how much he doesn't play, unfortunately, which has been the question mark on him going back to college. Yeah, the last time he was fully healthy for a complete season was 2018. Right. Greeny, he hadn't been healthy. He hadn't been healthy since he's so been in the National Football League. Jeff, go. Well, I, I just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that then. Like, if, if we're saying in one, under one breath, basically, that he has been injured and they need to find out about the durability, and in the second breath we're saying that, oh, why are they not doing this? It's like, maybe it's just a good business move. First right. of all, if they do, if they don't pick up the fifth-year option, you could make a case that, look, they don't expect him to play on the fifth-year deal anyway. If he has a successful season, they'll extend him after it no matter what. He won't play under that fifth year. And if he doesn't, they can just move on. 
I'm not saying they will or won't extend his fifth-year option. Clearly, it's a contemplation. But I don't think it's there, there has to be this greater meaning to it other than, hey, we're going to sign him to a long-term deal if he succeeds. And if not, we move on. I, I think it's prudent business. I think it's just smart. Well, I think that's right. I don't know that we're necessarily saying different things. Mm-hmm. I, I think that... But that we don't ask that question in Cincinnati, and we no. don't ask that question with the Chargers. Nope. I don't anticipate us asking that question in Jacksonville. We don't ask it with the Eagles, with the who's Eagles. also in that class. You know, and, and, and who was in a, a different situation because he wasn't a first-round pick. I mean, the reality is that what, what you're saying, Jeff, and what we're saying is the Dolphins need to right. see something before they can make up their minds. Now, I want to show everyone Lamar Jackson's tweet from yesterday. I, I don't know how to interpret these things. It's not my forte. But, <laughs> but Lamar Jackson. Jackson, who, of course, remains very much in the news here for a lot of reasons, tweeted yesterday, no matter the circumstances, never crack, just relax with the sunglasses. And, and I'm not in any way trying to suggest the sunglasses are a sign that he wants to go to Miami, to, uh, unless someone tells me that I should be. <laughs> you know, I'm not, this is not my area of expertise, uh, is the social media deciphering. But, but Rob Ninkovich, I mean, you put those things together. You put the uncertainty that's going on in Baltimore, and you put – you want to look for an offensive genius? I mean, Mike McDaniel, right, he's that kind of guy, right? He's yep. one of these offensive – you give him uh, – and Nico, you were just talking about it. You give him Lamar Jackson. I know there are injury concerns with Lamar, but they're nothing compared to the injury concerns with their current quarterback. I, I'm putting two and two together here. What am I getting? So I think it comes down to what the Ravens are going to do as far as the tag options. And, you know, if it's the non-exclusive, then if you're another team, you have to give up a lot. I mean, you're going to have to pay Lamar um, a lot of guaranteed money because we know where his stance is there. Um, you know, two first-round draft picks, that's a lot. That is, that is, that's a huge amount to lose. And on the backside of that, you know, what if those first-round picks turn into, um, you know, top 10 picks right so I don't know I just think that if you're the Miami Dolphins right now first you got to figure out the quarterback that you have you have to figure out what is up what's up with Tua if Tua is not available if he's not going to be there for us what do we have to give up to get Lamar because if you're the Ravens you're making sure that if Lamar is not your quarterback that another team has to give up a lot to have him as their starter Jeff I felt like you were disagreeing go ahead yeah look I I truly respect the way the Dolphins are going about this with Tua. I think that they're really trying to handle it. They recognize what he's done. They're trying to do this the right way. But if Tua had just a bad year, stayed healthy and just had a bad year, Lamar Jackson to the Dolphins would be the most obvious slam dunk in the world. He is a South Florida guy. He would be running in Mike McDaniel's system with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. This team would be on their way to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they'll ever be able to get wrap their head around it and move on from Tua and do something for Lamar. But I'm just telling you right now, this makes more sense to me than anything else when we talk about Lamar Jackson going to a football team. I like that. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? Well, I mean, I, I'm sure Lamar Jackson wouldn't mind going back home to play pro football. But, I mean, if Lamar Jackson is on the Miami Dolphins, you are talking about the fastest offense in NFL history. That, that's oh, what you're looking at. For sure. I mean, Was they would rival the greatest show on him? turf, the yeah. 2013 Denver Ooh. Broncos. Like, you're talking about them being that level of explosive. And I'll say this, two future first-round draft picks for Lamar to lock in certainty at quarterback for the Nothing. next decade? 
not a big price to pay. They have not Two. figured it out at quarterback, oh. Ninko, and, and since Marino. I mean, they've been waiting since Dan Marino to figure this thing out at quarterback. And, and, and I'm not Plus, suggesting Tua hasn't played. Go ahead, Ninko. Quick final word. Go. Uh, if you give up two first-round picks plus $250 million fully guaranteed and he has some type of injury, what do you got? You got a well, backup look, quarterback. I mean, the last first-round pick, they, you, I don't want to start <laughs> taking shots here, but we know what shot. happened to one of their first-round picks this year. They've been trying to figure this thing out for a very long time. One way or another, I, I, it scares me to death as like a fan it. of another team in the division because that's an Olympic tr- like a sprint it. team, yeah. track team that they would have <laughs> oh, uh, so playing good. on their offense. <laughs> All right, what a Thursday night of college hoops we have. we got a triple header coming your way. we got Michigan, Illinois to start things off. Then you got UCLA, Arizona State. And then late night, we got Arizona. And USC. All three games are on ESPN and on the ESPN app. Coming up, the light beginning to shine on the future for Aaron Rodgers. This is developing as we speak. Do not miss the very latest next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. <laughs> 